welcome to Vikings Happy Hour, where we mix our favorite beverage and talk of your Minnesota Vikings. We're back. Another week of Vikings Happy Hour right before the draft. I am beyond excited for tonight, the eve of the NFL draft. Ryan Miles and I are joined by Darren Wolfson himself. He's back for his second stint on this Vikings Happy Hour show carving out some time for us. So I know time is limited. Um, so let's just, let's get right to it. I'm going to just start asking you questions, Doogie. And I think the, the Go elephant for it. in the Good room. To be back, gentlemen. Good to see you guys. Hopefully you have me. Okay. For whatever reason, <laughs> my internet is not great. You guys are very, very pixelated, but if you can see me, you know, somewhat heck, if you can hear me, I guess the audio is most important. If you can hear me, let's just rock and roll. Yeah, we can hear you loud and clear. So, uh, I'm going to ask the elephant in the room here uh, as uh, as we sit here 24 hours from the start of the draft quarterback. Is it going to happen for the Vikings? Are they going to trade up? I know we hear them trading up about Rashawn Slater or, or Sewell or whatever, but are they going to go up for a quarterback if one falls? I would be surprised if the move up is for a quarterback, but I can tell you, They've done incredible homework on a lot of these guys. It's something I've talked about on my podcast and, you know, radio and TV going back weeks. I know Tom Pellicero, national level, my good buddy Tom, has chimed in on this very topic in the last 24 hours. Other national talking heads have chimed in on this topic. I think the Vikings, just based on the amount of homework they've done, are going to take a quarterback at some point. This weekend, I just don't know if it's tomorrow night, especially in a trade-up scenario. So, so Dookie, real quick, go, Mike. sorry, Matt. Um, we saw Judd. I know you're going, you're on, you're on Score North all the time. Judd mentioned uh, they had talks with the Falcons that went obviously nowhere, and and I'm sure it was a quick call uh, with the Atlanta Falcons for a potential trade-up to four. Uh, obviously, didn't happen. Don't anticipate it's going to happen, but. Can you talk about that a little bit more? Did you hear the same thing? I have not heard the same thing, but I can tell you, Judd, going back to his beat reporting days, covering the Vikings for the Star Tribune, covering the Packers for the Star Tribune. I mean, Judd being in the media business for, you know, darn near 30 years, Judd has a lot of NFL contacts. So I have zero reason, you know, to, to look at Judd and say, like, somebody fed you a bunch of baloney there. Like, I think he's on to something. You know, the old common man line, my good buddy Dan Cole. Are you on something or are you on to something? I think in Judd's case, he's he's on to something, but I've not heard that same intel. I think if they move up, it's more likely that they're not jumping above nine, that, that maybe George Payton and Rick Spielman can come to some sort of agreement where Denver moves back five spots. And if it's not Denver, then maybe it's Dallas at 10, Giants at 11, getting above 13, the Chargers, for one of those offensive linemen, probably Rashawn Slater, you know, this is presuming that Panay Sewell goes top seven, that you're not going to get in the neighborhood of grabbing him. Plus, it's entirely possible. I don't know how they have their board stacked. I have reason to believe that they are fans of both Sewell and Slater, but I don't know who they favor. Like, it's entirely possible they favor Rashawn Slater. If they do, to me, they need to move up and get that guy. Ryan? 
Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> Rashawn Slater is an interesting case because when I look at his tape and when I watch him, he, he screams guard to me. But I guess the flexibility would be nice where he you know, could play guard, he could play tackle, we could maybe move Cleveland out. I mean, there's a lot of options with a guy like him. Do you think that they value that versatility more so um, where like Sewell is a strict left tackle? So do you think they would, um, you know – value that versatility a little bit more and maybe that's why they're higher on Slater than maybe like a Christian Derrissaw they do value that versatility no denying that whatsoever I have a hard time believing though that when you're picking as high as 14 or if you're moving up to 11 or 10 that you're ultimately moving up for an interior offensive lineman like to me if you're moving up you better be moving up for a left tackle you know or at least a right tackle I just I don't I don't get the logic in moving up for a guard. But yeah, is it possible just based on arm length that the Vikings really like their tackles to have those 34-inch arms that Slater isn't at 34 inches, but Darasaw is? That maybe Darasaw is their guy. I mean, they've done so much homework. I mean, you know, like it's harder for me this year than other years based on, you know, the Vikings not being able to bring guys in for visits. The Vikings not being able to work guys out privately. You know, none of those formal interviews at a traditional combine took place. So like there's been other years where 24 hours prior, I felt pretty confident in knowing what the Vikings were thinking. Like I just texted somebody that absolutely would know. I can just, I can tell you that somebody absolutely would know what the Vikings are going to do. He told me he doesn't know at this point. And so I am in a comparable boat where I think it's an offensive lineman, but could it be a defensive lineman? Sure, like could there be a trade back scenario, right? Where somebody wants to jump up for a Devontae Smith, or maybe it's somebody else, but like to me, maybe it's the Heisman Trophy winner. Then the Vikings move back. We know that this isn't a strong pass rushing draft. Then maybe you get that pass rusher later in the first round. It's a deep tackle draft that one of these guys, they've done unbelievable work on Spencer Brown out of Northern Iowa. They've done unbelievable work. How about this for a name drop? The guy I just texted with. Two minutes ago, Dylan Radens of Becker High School, North Dakota State. There's others, right, that that in theory they could get sometime in the second round. If you're going from 14 to wherever backwards, then you recoup that lost second-round pick from the Ngakwe trade that you get your offensive lineman to tackle in the second round. So, like, I'd love to tell you guys I know exactly what they're thinking. I think these are all <laughs> scenarios that they've kicked around in Egan, and they may be sitting there tonight as, as their draft meetings – go, you know, relatively deep into the night, not too deep, but I can promise you they're, they're meeting right now. Like they may know definitively right now at 7.15 on Wednesday night, 24 hours prior, they may exactly know what, what is going to happen, but I don't, unfortunately. But do I think that they've discussed moving up and moving back? Yes. And have they discussed just staying at 14, depending on how the board shakes out? Yeah, so I know you guys bring me on here to, to have a lot of answers. I just don't have a lot of the answers, but I do know that they've done unbelievable homework on a lot of these guys. But then, like, there's some guys they haven't done much homework on. Like, he's not a Thursday guy or probably even a Friday guy, but, like, my guy Ellerson Smith, Minneapolis South High School, Northern Iowa pass rusher, right? So it's not a good pass rushing draft in terms of depth. So you can make a case. What about Ellerson Smith at some point to the Vikings? Which could happen. He met with them in Mobile. But guess what? Every prospect met with every team at the Senior Bowl. So the fact that a guy met with a team at the Senior Bowl 
doesn't mean anything. But the Vikings, as of a couple days ago, had not followed up on anything with Ellerson. But guess what? Ellerson, the character is A+. You know, and I'll admit my bias. I was just with him over at Los Campianos Gym on Franklin Avenue in Minneapolis a couple Mondays ago. So admittedly, I'm biased. But, like, if you talk to a lot of people in Northern Iowa, others, they will tell you, like, he's squeaky clean. So the Vikings may feel like, guess what? What's the point in doing a Zoom interview with him? We have the book on him. You know, so maybe they do end up with Ellerson Smith. But I can just tell you, like, they haven't interviewed him while some other guys, like Cam Sample of Tulane, they've maxed out their time with Cam Sample, like, to the to the last minute. Like, you can spend up to an hour five different times with, with these prospects. Like, the Vikings have pretty much maxed out their time with Cam Sample. But that doesn't mean they're going to end up with Cam Sample. Like, maybe some red flag emerged in, in some of those conversations. So that's where – that's where it's really, really hard for me to like say, okay, definitively, they're going offensive line on, on Thursday. And then Friday, you know, look for them to take a pass rusher. You know, look for them to take, you know, you name whatever other position. At some point, they're going to draft a linebacker this weekend. I don't think it'll be Friday, probably Saturday. But like, there's just, there's so many different scenarios. And that's where like, I just can't wait until we see it actually unfold where, where we can do some, you know, some some analysis after the fact as opposed to trying to speculate on exactly what is going to take place. And I think that's so, what's so exciting what I, because – What I took uh, out of that here, Doogie, is two things. I took out one, they're going to go quarterback first round because nobody would expect that, and you're not expecting it. So they're going to do it because nobody knows. And that's going to be Justin Fields or Trey Lance, and I'm going to be excited. Two, I realize that you have a – as much of a bias towards local Minnesota kids as I do Oklahoma players. So I love it. <laughs> yeah, I do. And and heck, one of my good buddies, Sean, who used to do some, some NFL representation, he's close with Orlando Brown Jr. and, and, and some other Sooners guys. Uh, he was Phil Lodeholt's guy back in the day. And like Sean is still pissed off all these years that the Vikings couldn't find a way to land Orlando Brown Jr. Like he bleeds purple, you know, going back to his guy, Phil, you know, being here the long time Viking tackle Phil Lowell. So, like, I get it. But, yeah, I am biased toward the Minnesota guys. Like, I hope, you know, for, for the first time since Lawrence Maroney way back when that the Gophers have a first-round pick, right? They've come oh so close over the years with Rasheed Hageman and Max Williams. And last year, Antoine Winfield Jr. Like, can Rashad Bateman go tomorrow night? The Packers have done unbelievable homework on Bateman. The Packers have a late first-round pick. Like, if he gets by Baltimore, maybe Baltimore uses the 31st pick on Bateman. Like, those two teams have done unbelievable work on Bateman. I hope Bateman goes tomorrow night. I'd love to see Dylan Radins find a way to sneak into the late first round. And if he doesn't go late first, hopefully he goes early second round. So, yeah, admittedly, bias on all these guys. Ben Say Juiced, Ellerson Smith. I mean, those are those are the main four. But, yeah, I mean, make no mistake about it. I mean, even guys like, you know, Jackson Erdman, who's not draft eligible – you know, the former St. John's quarterback was at Penn State for a little bit, played at Rosemount High School. Like, Jackson, you know, there's some NFL interest. He tried out at Gophers Pro Day. Some teams have been asking about him. Like, I hope Jackson ends up in some team's camp. It's going to be hard. But, like, all these guys, yeah. Admittedly biased, just because I ain't much stuff going back to high school on these guys. I connected with Sam Hentges the other day. He gave up a couple home runs today, was on the mound <laughs> for the Indians against the Twins. But, like, I got to know him back at Moundsview High School in 2013, 2014. Really cool to now see him 
on a major league mound. Like that journey to me is a really cool story to tell that it was a seven year process. Tommy John surgery, right? 2019 at double A struggles mightily, you know, finds a way to, to get an uptick in his velo. He's now at 97, 98 when prior he was 93, 94. Like I love that stuff. And yeah, specifically football. Like I didn't do anything on Ellerson Smith, unfortunately at South high school. That's, that's my fault. That's my mistake, you know, but yeah, any, any Twin Cities kid, any Minnesota kid, Becker included, like, yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm rooting heavily. On, on the quarterback situation, I can just tell you this. I, I went back and forth with, with one of my guys in Fargo today, somebody that's with the Bison, not a media type, somebody that's with the Bison. He's had dialogue with Clint Kubiak. I mean, Clint's done unbelievable work on Trey Lance. The Vikings just don't feel like, and I don't either, that Lance is going to be there at 14. There's no sense from from my guy with the bison, that the Vikings are willing to move up for Trey Lance. Now, maybe that happens, but I'm just telling you what, what is being told to me by, by somebody there on the inside that has talked directly with Kubiak. To me, the most fascinating scenario would be if Justin Fields somehow slides to 14. And if he does, I don't know how you would pass on him. To me, you would have to take Justin Fields. Do you sense that they have permission from ownership to, to pull the trigger on a move like that? Well, that's, uh, that's the million-dollar question, right? I mean, you know, Rick and Mike got those extensions a year ago, but nothing is guaranteed in terms of 2022. The Will family has unbelievably high expectations for this year, for 2021. You know, so can you take somebody that, that probably isn't going to help you this year? Although, by the way, I think Fields is a good enough athlete. Maybe he's not quite Taysom Hill, but, like, I'd find a way to get him on the field. You know, New Orleans found a way to involve Taysom Hill. And I'm not, again, I'm not comparing Justin Fields exactly athletically to Taysom Hill, but I think Justin Fields is a heck of an athlete where you could come up with with some ideas to at least have him help you a little bit in some of these 17 games this year. Uh, but you I know, don't have yeah. that answer. I, I'd love to tell you I have that answer. I don't have that answer, but I can promise you this. That conversation has happened. Whether it was Mike or Rick or both, They've talked to Mark and Ziggy about that, about that scenario that, okay, you know, one of these quarterbacks is staring us in the face. If we take that guy and, you know, we need the development time, maybe not quite, hey, if, if this year goes south, are we guaranteed jobs in 2022? Maybe the conversation wasn't quite that direct, but hey, will you give us time? Are we okay taking a quarterback knowing that Kirk Cousins is our guy this year? So it's a guy that that isn't going to see the field this year. I can promise you a conversation like that has taken place with the Wills. You want, you want a way to get uh, that, that rookie quarterback to uh, have an impact on your team. Uh, it, it light a fire under Kirk, I'm sure. And it, it kind of put him on notice if they were to do that. Yeah. Although like if that bothered Kirk, then Kirk's not the right guy. Right. Like, and I think right, Kirk would right. tell you that, like, <laughs> you know, he dealt with, you know, a lot of adversity in Washington. It's not anything that he hasn't dealt with before. So I don't think Kirk would be thrown for for a massive loop. Heck, you know, you would hope that that he could channel maybe some of that, you know, confusion right. or frustration, much like Aaron Rodgers did last year, right? That that you could you could spin it as a positive. That's kind of uh, that's kind of yeah, it would be interesting. Kind of I mean, as somebody point, who roots yeah. for storylines, like give me the quarterback yeah. as soon as possible. I mean, instead of the third or fourth round. Give me the quarterback Thursday night. Like I'm, I'm rooting for that. Taking an <laughs> offensive lineman is boring in my book. Like I'll be out there on Friday. I need to go out to the Vikings facility tomorrow morning for a COVID test. 
you know, so they're going to host a bunch of media. I have baseball coaching duties on Thursday night for a bit, so I can't get out there Thursday, but I'm going to get out there on Friday and we may have an opportunity to chat with, with their first round pick for, for, you know, one-on-one for TV sake. So I'm hoping that that comes to fruition. If not, they're going to do a news conference on Friday. So for me to be out there on Friday afternoon, I need to have a COVID test. So I'm going out to the Vikings facility tomorrow morning for, for a COVID test, you know, like, so I'm hoping on Friday that a, I can get a one-on-one interview with the first round pick and B that first round pick is Trey Lance or Justin Fields. Like that, <laughs> that's what I hope for. Like, Hey, Elijah Vera Tucker, he absolutely could help them this year, but that would be a boring interview for me on Friday. Rashawn Slater would absolutely help them, but that would be a boring interview. Darisaw could help them, but that would be a boring interview. Quiddy Pay would not be a boring interview. His story is remarkable. Great. Plus, he's he's got the gift of gab. He's he's a walking soundbite. So if it's Quiddy Pay, sign me up for that. But but the best scenario for me would be talking to a quarterback on Friday. Hey, Doogie, two questions for two questions for you. So you you talked about the local kids. So Dylan Raddins, um, I had a question for you on him. So Raddins, Raddins, um, either way, uh, you talked about him potentially being a late first. Do you think because of the opt out or not the opt out, but North Dakota State only playing one football game this year and with with COVID and everything, do you think that could hurt hurt his his stock a little bit? I know he was in the Senior Bowl. But overall, do you think, you know, a guy like him coming from the FCS, uh, only playing one game this year, do you think that could, which might play in the Vikings' favor if they wanted to try to get into the mid, mid, late second to try to get a guy like that? Do you think that that's played a, that could play a factor for a guy like him especially? I would have told you January 1st, quite possibly. Then he goes down to Mobile and kicks serious ass. And because of that, I think those questions vanished, you know, okay. and – he might be more a zone blocking scheme guy. Like it might, it might be very, you know, scheme specific with him that, that some teams won't have him very high. Like, you know, like with the Vikings, like Leatherwood, the guy from Alabama. Now who knows? Maybe the Vikings love Leatherwood, but they haven't done, they haven't done much work on Leatherwood because like I checked on him, but he's probably not a scheme fit for the Vikings. Raidens. I think it's Raidens. I was saying Raidens for a long time. And then somebody here in the office corrected me that, that has some Raiden's family connections in Becker and told me it's Raiden. So I'm going to trust my colleague here at channel five, that it's Raiden's not Raiden's, but I'm guilty as charged. I called them Raiden's for a really long time, but they claim it's Raiden's, but yeah, I think, you know, I think the way he dominated in mobile that he's off the board and, and his people think he's also off the board top 50 ish. Now does 50 turn into 57, maybe sure. You know, but like if he's on the board Friday, he's not going to be on the board very long on Friday. He has he has a lot of fans, including with the Vikings. And I'm not I'm not making any sort of prediction that he's going to land in purple, but I can tell you he's impressed people with the Vikings. That's great. I know my other question. Were... Sorry, Matt. Matt, one more, one more, and then I'm. Uh, well, hold on, um, hold on. Let me segue yeah, go out. Go ahead. I know that your time is limited, Doogie. So I'm just gonna everyone's gonna get you one question here, and then we'll get you out of here, uh, so you can carry on with your your evening. So, Miles, take it here. Oh, yeah. Um, so I, I've heard you talk about some of the positions you expect the Vikings to take on, on various podcasts and shows, Doogie. I haven't heard you say wide receiver. And that's something I think I've I think I asked you on Twitter a, a while back too, of like, why does this why does this team refuse to add to the the third wide receiver position? Like, why why is that the position where they're like, oh, we're good with the top two guys? Everything behind them is is whatever. 
maybe you have a better sense of that. But I and I understand that they're a run first team, but it just feels like the wide receiver position outside of the top two guys that they've had for the last five years has just really hasn't really mattered for this regime. I'm with you, Miles. And if they don't end up taking a receiver this weekend, there's still some free agents out there. Like, correct me if I'm wrong. Is D.D. Westbrook still on the free agent board? Yeah. Yep. Yes, he All is. Right, so he's he's got the Keenan McCargo connection. So uh, there's guys. And then they've done homework. Like, Nico Collins of Michigan, I think, would be a good fit here. I don't know if he's more a, a Friday or a Saturday guy. You know, maybe it's right on the border there. But, like, they've done really good homework on Nico Collins. So, like, could they end up with Nico Collins, the Michigan wide receiver? It's it's very possible. That's why I, I talked to Desmond Howard last week. I, I made it a point to ask Desmond specifically about Nico just because I know the Vikings have done a lot of work on Nico. So, like, Miles, I'm not saying it's a 0% chance. They, they right, absolutely right. could take a receiver this weekend. I just feel a lot more confident that at some point they are going to take a linebacker. That, that we know they're they're going to take a pass rusher. When you swing and miss on Lawson, when you swing and miss on Trey Hendrickson, you're going to take a pass rusher. You just are. And, and Stephen Weatherly offers a little bit of insurance, but they're going to take a pass rusher at some point. And we know they're going to take at least one offensive lineman, if not multiple offensive linemen. Then you can make a case they can use a third tight end. You know, certainly in the secondary, when you think about the possibilities of guys not returning in 2022, with so right. many guys on one-year deals or or expiring contracts, so safety and cornerback are are pretty big needs. But I'm just telling you, like I feel the most confident about linebacker, defensive line, offensive line. But wide receiver would not shock me one bit. Running back would not shock me. You know, when they lose Mike Boone, I mean, if they don't draft a running back on Saturday, they will be very aggressive post-draft and signing an, an undrafted free agent. So I mean, they're gonna add they're gonna add a, a pretty good running back. You know, this week and heck, they've done. They they did at least one interview with Najee Harris of Alabama. That's how extensive their draft homework's been. Like, I don't see any scenario. They There's just, not a lot of things I feel bored. great they were about. Bored at that point, yeah, but like <laughs> Najee Harris is not ending up in purple. Like, no. and, and again, there's not a lot of things I'd bet on this week. But that's one. Like, there's no way Najee Harris ends up with with the Vikings. So, you know, at some point though, they are going to add a running back. Awesome. Awesome. Well, my last one's actually not going to be Vikings related. You had mentioned Quiddy Pay, a fun interview, Gab kind of guy. How fun has it been having Anthony Edwards on the Timberwolves? Yeah, he's great. Yeah. I mean, every single Zoom session, it's it's like, what the heck's going to come out of his mouth? Right. So, you know, like we're fed, we're fed, right. We're, We're fed so many cliched answers. Right. Like I can predict what a lot of guys are going to say. With Anthony, like, you never know, right? And, I mean, there's some maturation that needs to take place there, right? I mean, he's still a teenager. He won't be 20 until August. Like, I think we need to remember that. Like, he could have been, you know, if he had been held back just a little bit, you know, he could be in this year's NBA draft after playing one year of college. Like, he reclassified along the way to push up his timetable, you know, to get to college one year sooner. But, yeah, I – I love the guy. We're blessed right now in this market with Kaprizov, with Edwards, with Justin Jefferson. I still think Alex Kirilov has an incredibly bright future. You know, the the Lynx have some really good young players, including the the reigning rookie of the year in Dangerfield. Like, we have a bunch of really good young players in this market. Uh, I will will end it here uh, with one final question, Doogie. I've 
I've enjoyed seeing your tweets come out throughout this offseason, just kind of name dropping some. So maybe some day two or day three guys. Is there any other names that you could drop for us that might be targets um, that we maybe haven't heard yet? Well, sample for sure. Uh, the pit defensive lineman that I tweeted about the other day, he's another. Uh, Quinn, how do you say his last name? The the guard from Wisconsin Whitewater. Miners. Is oh, it yeah. Miners on the on the pronunciation of the last name? Yeah, he's I he's a guy so. they've done a lot of work on. Yeah, I mean, I just said Nico Collins. You know, when it comes to to wide receivers, uh, not a lot of steam on on some of the upper echelon tight ends uh, for whatever reason. And again, maybe they just they have the book on those guys, but just there hasn't been much. And like, I'd love to tell you, Ben St. Juiced, tall cornerback. Zim loves those tall cornerbacks. Uh, a lot of other teams have done a lot more work on St. Juiced than the Vikings, but hey. He's right in this marketplace. Maybe they feel like they have the book on him that they didn't need to. Uh, Otherwise, I'm trying to think some other guys. Gosh, there's – trying to remember. A defensive lineman from Wake Forest. I mean, I'm still getting – I'm still getting used to all these names. Like, uh, we'll all talk (laughs) in the coming days like we're experts and we've watched a lot of Wake Forest football and Tulane football. But I'd be lying to you if I, I said I have. Uh, but I know the Wake Forest defensive lineman, last name begins Carlos with a Basham. B. Basham, Basham thank yeah. you. Brian, thank you. Uh, that's another guy. Uh, trying to think who else. I mean, they have they have the former Alabama DBs coach, you know, now in the building. So I can promise you, you know, he's pining for some of his guys from Tuscaloosa. You know, Alabama's got any number of, of NFL draft eligible guys. Uh, so if they have a safety, I mean, I, I don't think they're going to end up with, with Sertan. Because uh, I think he'll end up probably going where nine or ten, and I don't think they're moving up for for Sertan. But you know, whether it's you know somebody else in that secondary or anywhere else on that defense, their new DBs coach, I can promise you, is is championing the cause for for one of his Bama guys. So you know, those would be some of the names. Hopefully, you know, hopefully those those work for you. Yeah. Can we absolutely. get your Can we get your final Can we get your final prediction for tomorrow night before we get you out of here? I think if they can move up for Rashawn Slater, they do it. But what's the cost? And I don't know if they would go as high as nine. You know, maybe 11, the Giants, is a bit more realistic. So what would it cost to go from 14 to 11 if Slater's on the board? If they stay at 14, Vera Tucker's floor is high. I don't know if the ceiling is real high, though. Like, do you use the 14th pick on a guard? Vera Tucker's arms suggest, and, and his tapes just suggest guard, not tackle, even though he played left tackle for USC. I just have a hard time believing they're going to go with an interior offensive lineman at 14, a guy that maybe can't ever play tackle. Like, maybe Slater starts off at guard, but then could shift out to tackle at some point, even though he doesn't have the 34-inch arms. So maybe it would be Darasaw. You know, if they can trade back, I think they then go defensive line. Like, I'd keep an eye on pay. I have a hard time thinking they go Phillips with that concussion history. That that this year is harder than others to have the full medical book on guys, even though guys were in India a couple weeks ago for, for medical evaluations, and the Vikings sent a doctor down, and they sent Sugarman down. But still tougher this year compared to other years to have the full medical book on guys. So even though Jalen Phillips screams, you know, athletic type that the Vikings like that Andre Patterson would love. 
I just pause on the concussions. But maybe they do have the full book. Maybe we'll find out tomorrow night. They end up with Phillips. Uh, just from a from a freak standpoint, you know, it's him over Pay, I think. Uh, but Pay might be the safer pick. Pay reminds some people of Everson Griffin. Like, I don't know if you could go wrong with with Quiddy Pay, especially if you're moving back in the first round. I just still, I'm telling you guys, I I don't know who's moving up to 14. Like, if a quarterback's there, the Vikings should take that quarterback. So you're not moving back to where Washington is. Where's Washington? Pick 19? I don't think yeah. that makes a whole lot of sense. Would the Raiders move up for Micah Parsons? Heck, should the Vikings take Micah Parsons if he's sitting there? Use him as a pass rusher, and then he replaces Anthony Barr in a year. I don't think they will. You know, but would somebody move up for Parsons? I don't know. I I struggle with that. Like, I, I'm not saying 0%, but, like, I don't know. Who's moving up for Parsons? Uh would somebody move Just up? Just got to hope for, one of those receivers falls, I think, at that point. Yeah. And, and trade I think it would way. have to be Devontae Smith, right? That Waddle's off the board. Chase is off the board. So two receivers are off the board. But Devontae Smith is sitting there that somebody would want to come up for Devontae Smith. I think that that might be the best case scenario for the Vikings, that somebody wants to come up for Smith. You move back from 14. And at that point, if you end up taking Vera Tucker or Darasaw, or quitty pay, but you recoup a second-round pick, I think if that plays itself out tomorrow night, I think that would be a win scenario for the Vikings. But I'm just saying, if they have Rashawn Slater as the number one offensive lineman on their board, and all they have to do is move up like three spots, I would be upset if Rick Spielman didn't do that. That is fair. I, yeah, that's fair, and, I, and I'm excited uh, I'm excited for tomorrow. Uh, Doogie, as always, thank you for joining tonight's show. Uh, I hope that Friday you get to be interviewing a quarterback. Uh, I do too. And... Yeah, Matt, I hope so. <laughs> yes. Like, please. Yes. Uh, but yes, it's not, as long as he's not Mac Jones. Yeah, yes, I'm with you there. Like, yeah. You know, I try to put my, you know, any fan bias aside. I'm, I'm a reporter, right? Like, I root for storylines. Not not specific teams or players. You know, maybe I have a relationship with a player and root for an individual player, like my bias with Minnesota guys. But team-wise, you know, whether the Vikings go 10-7, and 7-10 seven, seven and 10 this year, like just give me stuff to talk about and, and yeah. broadcast about TV-wise and, and write about. Like that's what I hope for. So I suppose Mac Jones would supply that. But like if, if you're rooting for the well-being of the Vikings for the next few years – I don't see how how taking Mac Jones is is the pathway to to success over the next few years. Like, and even if you were thinking that's one heck of a trade chip in a year, or hey, we'll keep him and then try to do something with Kirk. I I still don't like that. Like, no. I I would I would not take Mac Jones. That's just me. And I get it. the The deep ball accuracy is is phenomenal. Like, yeah, he had all those great skill players around him, but. Look at the ball placement. Like it's not like Waddle and Smith, you know, had to go chase balls down. Like he hit he hit them in stride. Like there's there's an accuracy factor there. You know, so I get it why the Niners might be might be in love with Mac Jones and maybe he goes number three. But me personally, like if I'm taking a quarterback in, in the way the NFL is played today, while I have Kirk in the building, I want somebody that can do some stuff with his feet. You know, and, and that's not Mac Jones. I, I would not take Mac Jones, but I would take Fields. I'm all about Justin Fields if he's sitting there. Awesome. Let's hope so.
Thanks again. Yeah, Doogie. I just. Uh, but if I had to bet, like I, I don't know where you guys stand. Like if I had to bet, I will be surprised if at eleven o'clock tomorrow night we're talking about Justin Fields, Minnesota Vikings quarterback. I hope to be proven my, wrong on that. If they're but if just, they're willing to trade up, if they're willing to trade up for a, a tackle, in my opinion, they should be willing to do it for a quarterback. But I, to your point, I just don't see it happening. It just it's hard to see, right? It is that that. Rick and Mike do know that that pressure exists immensely. It exists every year, but it's definitely ramped up this year. If you look at the Vikings schedule this year, you know, you think about all the good pass rushers that are on that schedule from, you know, Lawrence and Dallas to Garrett and Cleveland to And they've done Mac nothing. And they've done, and they've done nothing yeah. at the line. <laughs> so, I mean, doesn't doesn't it scream that? But then you think about Daniel Hunter coming off a pretty serious surgery, you know, and he does want to raise at some point, right? And he hasn't been in the building as far as I know, so they don't really physically know where he's at. They can see the pictures on social media, but they haven't seen him up close and personal. So there there could be some risk factor there, just assuming that Daniil Hunter is going to be okay. So you already chased these free agent, you know, uh, pass rushers. You know, and and you know that Zim wants a pass rusher before he wants an offensive lineman. That Zimmer feels like, you know, they like Udo and they've got Rashad Hill locked up and, you know, Cleveland could kick out if need be. Heck, Brian O'Neill could kick out the left tackle if need be and play Rashad Hill at right tackle. Like, Zim might be looking at it like that, saying, we have some options in-house. We just gave up a draft pick for, for Mason Cole. Like, he can start for us. You know, so Zim might be feeling like that and saying, hey, I need some insurance. Like, we didn't get to the quarterback last year. And I don't know for sure where Daniil Hunter is. So even though I feel like I'm going to have Daniil this year, we need another uh, rock-solid pass rusher. That can't be Steven Weatherly. Like, if Weatherly's our number three, pass rusher, fine. And DJ Wanham is our number four, or maybe Wanham's three, Weatherly's four, fine. But, like, I could see Zimmer, you know, standing up on his chair in that draft room saying, like, give me a pass rusher. Like, my defense – it struggled like mightily that. last year because we couldn't get to the quarterback, right? So, like, we need to get to the quarterback <laughs> this year. So, like, give me give me that pass rusher. But I'm just telling you, when I look at the schedule and see all the great pass rushers, they will face Bosa with the Chargers. Just I'm telling you, look at look at the Vikings schedule. We know we know the 17 games. We just don't have the dates of the games. We'll find that out here in a couple weeks. But we know the 17 games. If you look at all those teams and all the pass rushers, they'll see. The Vikings need some serious offensive line help. So I would think that they go offensive line before defensive line. But I think those are the first two picks. You know, so if it goes D-line and O-line, I won't be surprised. But if I had to bet, if you're asking me, I think it's an O-lineman tomorrow night, then a D-lineman early on Friday. With them moving up. So I don't think they stay at 78. If if yeah. If they haven't already recouped a second or an early third, they find a way then on Friday to move up from 78 for some pass rusher. They'll be moving for sure. That's what Rick loves to do. Oh, yeah. No, I'd put the over-under at two and a half trades this weekend. You know, like to me, it's it's a lock. It'll be at least two. And could it be three? Sure. So, you know, set the over-under at two and a half and, you know, debate that one. And maybe two and a half is light. Maybe it should be three and a half. You know, the three is is going to happen. But I think it's two for sure. So I'd set the over-under at two and a half. I would take it. I'd take the over. <laughs> if if there was gambling in Minnesota, I would well, take the Well, tell over. me what the money line is. If if I can get a good money line on the under, like if the under is plus 180, <laughs> plus 190, 
I might just take the two. That it'll be two, not three trades. Fair enough. <laughs> well, thank you again, Doogie. Uh, for everyone listening, uh, stick around. We will be doing a mock draft. Um, and, uh, yeah, that'll probably be the end of the show until tomorrow night. So uh, thanks again, Doogie. We'll be sure to catch up soon. Absolutely. Enjoy Doogie. the week, guys. Yep, absolutely. Thank thanks you, for Doogie. having me, boys. See ya. We are about to go to the draft segment, mock draft segment of this show. But before we go there, I want to show you friend of the show who can't wait to see us tomorrow night, Mr. DJ Ski. Vikings fans, you guys better be rocking with us, climbing the pocket all draft weekend long. Now, I'm so excited because I'm feeling really good. I think there's going to be a lot of action this draft for my Vikings. And here's what I'm holding. Check this out. Game worn. One of my prized possessions. I'm hoping we can get another 84 in this draft. What you guys think? I'm so excited. Skull Vikings. I'm so excited to see you guys back in the stadium this year. Big shout out again to Climbing the Pocket. I'm DJ Ski and uh, Skull. Hey, 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 we're back. How about that? Boy, did I screw that transition up. (laughs) But that happens. Practice for tomorrow night. Yeah, it's practice for all weekend. You have guests coming in and out. Yes, we do. And just to address some of the listeners here, Crockett, Brandon Crockett, yes, we do need a wide receiver three. We completely agree with you, especially us us four here on this show. We're real big on getting that wide receiver three. I'm good with D.D. Westbrook, though. I, I like that name drop that Doogie said. I, I, I don't think there was any, anything behind that outside of the McCardell, um, you know, connection there. Um, Vikings, well, I, Jerome, I think he's a, I think he's the kind of guy that would, you'd go after after the draft, just because you want to, if you can't, I mean, I think they'll draft somebody, but then you, you want to add another piece for depth for, you know, he's recovering from an ACL too. So you have a little bit better of a book on his, his medicals by, you know, June or what have you. That'll right. help too. And, you know, he's got that kick return, punt return ability. He's, I think he ran one back in the league so far in his career. Um, highly touted. I mean, he was almost a Heisman winner. I, I think he only lost to his quarterback Baker. So um, you know, definitely some skill there. Vikings Jerome, he, he had mentioned Phillips uh, Phillips and his medicals and, we, you know, how we might be scared off by that. But I think uh, I think he's so firmly on our radar. Um, you know, again, I have no inside information, but just more or less just I, I think that that skill set is definitely something that we're uh, looking for. And I think personally he's, uh, uh, you know, edge one in this class. So, All right. Let's dive in here. Uh, a one-round mock draft. Uh, we we only have 15 minutes left, so let's limit trades. If but the, but if it's an obvious trade-up situation, we'll go for it, and we'll just go in order here. So it'll go. I'll start, and then Miles, Ryan, Dave, and we'll just we'll just fly through it. Um, I get to pick for the Jets. You'll pick every fourth pick, so you'll be or every second. Well, 
You know what I'm talking I, about. I understand. Are we doing what we would do or what we think should will happen? I want you to play GM for each team that you have. All right. Fair enough? Fine. Absolutely. Why you say why do you want it the other way? Well, it just gives me more of a buffer. Otherwise, because mm-hmm. if if I if I was picking, I mean, yeah, you do you. I man. got you. I got you. I got you. <laughs> um, right, I guess go. I kind of I kind of waste my first pick, but uh, it's it's the consensus here. Trevor Lawrence from Clemson going to the Jags. So Miles, you are on the clock here. I mean. In a in a in an ideal world, I'd pick Justin Fields here, and I'll I'll just go with Justin Fields. I think if the Jets were, I think Justin Fields is closer to QB one than he is like QB four or five that he's been projected for me. So uh, I think that's an easy choice. Justin Fields, you're taking Justin Fields. Yep. All right. Man, I wish I was doing a mock draft competition with you instead of Crockett because I'd probably take your money. Uh, Crockett's owned my ass for the last, like, I don't know. I, I think I've won one out of the last, like, five years. So Take um, my money for what? Wait, take my take my money for what? Nah, Justin, it's going to be Wilson, but, you know, that's I know, fine. It like should I, be Fields. Like I, no, 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 Ryan, I, I said I'm going to do what I think they should do. If this was just, like, oh, a yeah. regular mock Deciding oh, what I think. Did I happen. mess this up? I messed this up. All right. All right. Well, okay. it's going to be Zach Wilson if he's there at three. So go ahead and take him. You got Zach Wilson oh, at three. Yes, sir. Dave, what's Atlanta what doing? What up, Atlanta Chuck? Atlanta is going Kyle Pitts. They're resigned to that. I, uh, I think it's Jamar Chase here for the Bengals. I, I think they pass up an offensive lineman. They want weapons around Joe Burrow. Yep. Jamar Chase it is. <laughs> Ryan's just freaking out here. Dolphins, I think with the trade of Eric Flowers, man, they either go Waddle or – I think they either go Waddle or Sewell here. That's a tough one. Um. I, I I think they'll go Waddle because I think with their second pick they could go after someone like an Elijah Vera Tucker, or Tevin Jenkins, someone someone else that they could they could target with that. I think I like they have the, the 18th overall pick. I like the Waddle pick because they got Matt Waddle and Tua together. Yep. Oh yeah. Ryan, Ryan you're up for Detroit. Man, you took my pick. I yeah. I don't. know. Who's their right tackle? Uh, uh, Ty, Tyrell, right Tyrell Crosby. Tyrell Crosby. I mean, I was excited about trying to draft him in like the whatever round he went for the Vikings. Fifth round. I think he went like the fifth. I can't imagine they'd pass on him. I don't think that. Um, yeah, shoot. Yeah, you can't pass on Sewell here. We'll go ahead and take Sewell. I mean, he's just he's in a franchise. I mean, he's one of the best left tackle prospects in the last like few years. So. And 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 to be honest with you, that spot at seven, if Sewell's still there, I could see that if the Vikings not, couldn't get something done, the Chargers at thirteen maybe trading up. Chargers for sure, yep, yeah. And the Panthers select Trey Lance. Wow, easy easy choice, at, easy choice. After, they need a quarterback. The I mean, they can play their Sam Darnold stuff, but they uh, want a quarterback. Um, I think 
in this scenario, the Broncos would probably trade back. Uh, but after the news today of them taking Teddy Bridgewater and Mac Jones is still sitting there, uh, I think I'm going to pick Mac Jones for the Broncos to just sit behind Bridgewater uh, and just learn. Because I don't think he's ready yet, but with the right coaching, I think I think if he could sit, he could be good. There we go. So they're going to have three mediocre-ass <laughs> quarterbacks on that roster. Between <laughs> Jones, Jones, Teddy, and, and I love Teddy. I don't mean to call him mediocre. He's a godsend. But uh, we at this point, he's not He's not his old Teddy. So, yep. And with Drew Locke there, too, I mean. But, hey, you know, it leaves an easy pick for me. I think we're going to go Sertan here and help sure up that uh, DB room. You just took my pick. It's my turn. Oh, my bad. <laughs> Oh, Damn. oh, I hope you took certain for. Well, it was going to be that pick anyway, Miles. Don't even act like how you do you know? You can pick this next one. I, how do you know? Because I do. Um, I think I think the giant the Giants are in a weird a weird spot. They have they got Kenny Galladay in free agency, so they're a team that you know before the Kenny Galladay signing, they even signed John Ross. Not like he's stopping them from drafting somebody, but you know with Sterling Shepard and uh, um. Uh, Darius Slayton and and the the tight ends they have with Rudolph and, and Ingram, I have a hard time seeing that team go uh, go wide receiver early. So I think cornerback, if they were to shore up, I think you know they signed uh, Dory Jackson. I think uh, if they were to go J C Horn here, I think that'd be a, a a home run pick for them to shore up that that defense is already really good. They could get they could get even better with a J C Horn. J.C. Horn it is, and Mike Zimmer cries. <laughs> yep. David, All right, Dave, you're up. Pick 12. You. Oh, I get the dreaded birds from Tra- Philly. Trade up. Trade up. Nah. This would be it. I think to Doogie's point, if, if Slater was still there at 11, 12, the Vikings are calling and getting aggressive Probably. to move up. I agree. They shouldn't. But – I think if they were to give up like a fourth to move up to go get him, I'd have no but like issue. Why? They, I mean, is Slater and Darisaw that much of a? I if just, they, I don't get, it. Well, I don't get it, it. It's up. It's up to each team. Like each individual team has their own board and where they view guys. And I think I, I would not be surprised at all if the Vikings had uh, Rashawn Slater like far and away as either their OT two or or one. Yeah, but I think Philly wants a wide receiver. Yeah, I think they probably right. do. And so they just went All right. Devontae Smith. So here we are. Worst case scenario for the Vikings. Uh, um, uh, there's two tackles on the board for the Chargers. Well, what if we, the Chargers what if the Chargers need a corner or two, or what if they, they need an edge rusher? They're like, I don't know. They do need the Chargers and the, the, the Chargers and the the Chargers and Vikings have similar similar needs. I mean, I think I swapped edge with the Chargers with cornerback for them, but either way, I think they you could see them going either way, I, in my opinion. Yep, and, and to your point, I think that they, they don't look far uh, in their state to see the San Francisco 49ers just a couple years ago from that super good defensive line, and they take Jalen Phillips here to match up with Joey Bosa. Vikings are uh, on the clock. It, Miles? Modify that D line, or should we let the people watching? 
select. Sure, let's let's do that. Uh, if, if they so, can chime in quick enough. I mean, it's pretty. I think it, it's pretty obvious at this point. But yeah, if if the people watching want to chime in, we got Rashawn Slater, Mike Parsons. I have a question, Garrett, Miles. Uh, is it obvious to yeah. you, or is it obvious to what you know the Vikings want? Because again, you took J. Uh, you took. Um, Justin Fields at two when it's likely going to be Wilson based on all accounts that we've heard. Um, would you take Slater yeah, over be- Yes. Okay. I would. I, I think for what he does in this offense, I think with what this offense wants out of their offensive tackles, offensive linemen in general, and with that position flexibility, I think the I think I think the Vikings would 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 Go run Slater this pick in. I think. In a heart, I think I think they already have the the card written down. They wouldn't I take think any calls, like they were last year. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they'd take any calls. I think they'd say we're we're going. All right, yep. who's that dude? Says Slater. <laughs> who's that dude <laughs> from New Orleans? Slater it is. is. Got two Slater. Daddy pills. Slater. Yeah. <laughs> what up, Chuck? That's Chuck. I All love right, that Miles. Dude. Since you had your uh, spot. Taken. Go ahead on this one. Uh, where are we at? The Patriots. Oh man. Um, Patriots are so weird because I think if they don't go get quarterback, if they don't, that would have been your Mac Jones one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's. I think. I mean, we could still see them trade for. Uh, let's see. Uh, I think maybe they, they. I think they might be the surprise Quiddy Pay team here. I'm. I'm. I have no idea if they have any ties to Quiddy Pay, but I think he could fit. Uh, I think. I just think they like to add. You know, add an add a pass rusher. I've, yeah, I, I have no idea. I'm just going to go Quiddy Pay here. I think Quiddy Pay could be a good a good spot for him. We're getting weird here. Yes. Yeah. This. Yeah. There's. I have no. I have no idea what they the would do Cardinals. in this situation. Cardinals. Chicago. God, I want to just give him a great receiver Arizona. because we need Kyler Murray to look as best as he can. But no, you know what? No, we're going to go Rashad Bateman. Rashad Bateman, where is he? Here he is. Minnesota Gopher goes in the first round in, what, 100 years. Damn. All right, next on the list is the Raiders. They need some interior defensive line. There happens to be one on the board. They go Barmore. Barmore. And I think if if ball's perfect for the Dolphins, they snag the receiver, and then they can take – Elijah Vera Tucker at 18 here. Um, I think that's a no-brainer. And people grumble everywhere. Mm-hmm. They're improving. And they've got a yeah. plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Brian Flores is a good head coach. Miles, Washington. Yeah, another another team that, you know, we could have tried to have them trade up for a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they would go. Hold on one second. Did did Parsons get taken? I was just gonna. No, that was the name I was gonna. Oh, okay. that's the name. That's the, that's the that's the name I think they would go with if he was there. If they can't get a quarterback, I think uh, I think Washington would snag Micah Parsons here. Does anybody believe Trask is going to move into the first round? No. Is we do this every year. Every, every year you every year you hear a quarterback being a late round first a, a late first. Round. And they go in like the third or fourth or fifth round, and you're like, "Oh, so that was just bullshit." I'm just saying, that okay. fifth year option is a wonderful thing for teams at the back end. What the heck? I have, teams? No. 
I'm I'm with you, Matt. If you're going to draft a quarterback, go in the first round. Like if you're going to be aggressive and yeah, you, so you can get yeah, but go go take a competent one like Davis Mills oh, or no. even Kellen Mond. Trask is like noodle arm garbage. Sorry. <laughs> Not that you have an opinion, Ryan. Not that I have an opinion. Um, Bears. Bears is easy. Well, they need uh, they need an offensive tackle, so Darius is an easy choice here for me. My offensive tackle too. And the culture pissed that you took Darisaw, but they'll go ahead. Oy. They're going Kevin, to take Greg I think go... Corner. I like I like Newsom. He's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I I honestly have no idea what the Titans would do here. Wide receiver. They would lost they take... a cornerback. Oh. They lost a receiver. So I mean, I think either one would be. And they, wait, did they lose a tackle? I can't remember. Yeah, they need a tackle. Yeah, they need tackle, wide receiver, corner. Does Leatherwood fit there? I, I think, I think Kevin like, Jenkins Leatherwood would. would. He's you know more yeah. of a power gap guy. Same with Jenkins. I think Jenkins is a better tackle than Leatherwood is, but um, mm-hmm. Farley would make sense here. I think. Um, I think so. I, I meant to Kevin ask Jenkins. Doogie about Tevin Jenkins. If like the plan is to move. O'Neal to left tackle, Tevin Jenkins could be would be an easy plug and play at right tackle. And For sure. what I've heard, read, read, etc. Jenkins is on their radar. Vikings radar. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Yeah, well, he's going to the Titans here, so. Well, Jenkins going <laughs> to the Titans? Boom. Yeah. The Jets. That'd be a good pick for them. The Jets are back. Uh, what do they <laughs> they need? got they their quarterback. Need... Wrong one, but they got their quarterback. Uh, I mean, the they right might be. This could be. This this, <laughs> this could be a, a a Caleb Farley if he doesn't fall out of the first round. I think corner could be a spot the Jets the Jets look at here. Um, let's go Farley. I I don't know the medical situation with him. I know I, it wouldn't surprise me if he falls out of the first, but I know that team could use a a cornerback. Well, he's uber talented. The issue is his back. Right. Right. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I've heard JR link this name, and I want to just call an Oklahoma player because I have to, but he's li- JR has linked this name a couple times in our uh, in our discussions, um, either in his own podcasts or, you know, discussions with uh, the Draft Network as well as on um, we had him on last week. Um, so he, he had mentioned Creed Humphrey as a potential option for the Steelers to replace Pouncey. So I'm going to go ahead and say Creed Humphrey. He's just, just a tad under Landon Dickerson here. Wow. Uh, a little bit, a little bit further down. There he is. Right there. A little bit. That's not bad. <laughs> However, he, he, you know, Pittsburgh draft hours low on him for whatever reason. Is the one that Except people for, think he'll, they'll take a, the first running back. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He's, they easily could. Oh, Right now, we got the Jaguars up again. They need offensive line help. Let's go with Alex Leatherwood. Oof. Yeah, protect that new protect that new franchise. Yep. What is what spots do, do they need? Do the Browns go? Elijah they need a Moore defensive here? tackle. I know they do, but that's they a need reach. Edge. They need D tackle and corner. Yeah. 
I, I would so here's right? my thing is they're tough to predict because uh, you know they could use a receiver. I mean, if Odell comes back healthy, they they're actually pretty decent at receiver. I think they have four solid receivers. But if Odell or if they want to trade Odell, a receiver would be interesting here. Um, the they're one name Odell. that I don't think is no. getting enough love, and I can't say I can't say his last name. I'm not gonna even try. But that defensive tackle Levi O from uh, oh, yeah. from Washington. I like. I think he's a little under the radar, you know. I don't know. It's an interesting name I would look at here, just because they did lose um, Richardson. So, yeah, let's go with him. I think he's down in like the forties. There he is, Levi. Unsworky or something like that. Yeah, I know Jr. had plugged this this name early in our pod uh, back in like February for the Vikings potentially. Well, he's not the only one. Yeah. Tyler likes him too. Oh yeah. Miles, you get the Ravens. Oh, this is easy. Uh, I'd go Elijah Moore here. I think he should go earlier than this. Over Terrence Marshall? Oh, oh, no, 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 my bad, my bad, my bad. Uh, no, no, uh, is Bateman still there? No, no Bateman. No, I took him. Oh, okay, then I'd go, I'd go Moore. Moore it is. The Saints. To, yes. to be fair, yes, I Miles, take, I like Elijah Moore Marshall. better than Terrence Marshall. I just feel like Terrence Marshall is a better fit there. But like I like Elijah Moore better. He's a better receiver. I think, I think have, like, what I like. Guy. I know, but he's a he's still a separator. I, I think separation yeah. in general is, is more 100%. important no matter what your size is. Hundred percent. Uh Saints. Oh geez. Um I could use everything. They're weird. There's the know, Saints are gonna be such you know a weird what? team this year. For sure. Uh you know what? Uh, just let's go Terrence Marshall, actually. Uh, they need a receiver. They lost Sanders. They don't really have a receiver. Um, I think that'd be an interesting play. I could see them going Tony, too. That could be – that would be a, like a late first, them going after Tony oh, again. He's, that, up, like, there. he's up there. Where's- he's like uh, just like just like like two, three spots under Tony here, if you scroll down just a little bit. Right under Cosme. There we go, 40. Yeah, yeah, I agree, Miles. They probably would like Tony, but I'm just doing I'm I'm just not picking Tony despite Tyler. All right. <laughs> the Packers. Anybody but a wide receiver. I think they would trade back in this scenario if they could. If they didn't if, yeah, if any if any of those wide receivers that they're looking for, Marshall, uh, Bateman. Tony's still there. Them, I think it, they might like him. Yeah. I mean if yeah, if they liked him, yeah. They could pull the uh the trigger on Tony or Cosme, actually, or the Notre Dame tackle. Eichenberg. Talk to me, Goose. That's actually, I think uh, it's your pick, Dave. Is it, it is, my pick? It is your, yeah, it's yours. You get to. Well, then I need to scroll rivals. down a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe they take Rondell Moore in this uh, situation. Uh, yeah, that's a curious one too. I'll, I'd be curious to see what the NFL view, where they view Rondell Moore. Purdue wide receiver. I still Maybe. can't see him taking a wide receiver. I think they'd go offensive tackle before they go wide receiver with I this do too. board. So. And you got Cosme, Eichenberg, and Randons. Radens can't do that Raidens to Doogie really- Dave. Huh? Ratings wouldn't be bad there. I'm but going Raiden. I, I think it, eventually they'd actually probably go Eichenberg, but uh, 
Damn, the Bills. I think this is. I think we see our first running back come off the board. I think they take uh, Harris. Oh, so gross! I, I don't think they. I don't it think is. they trust their running backs. No, I think they they'd don't. go ETN. I think mm. they'd go ETN. You're so, right. That's my guy. But I have him as RB one, so that's just me. Miles, you get to pick the Ravens, Ravens again. again. Yes, let's go. Um, would they like you? Tell me here, Ryan. You know better. Joe Try Tryon or Aziz? Aziz? No, uh, how you say Aziz Ojolari? Which one would see, be better? I have Ojolari higher. They're yeah, sorry. Uh, th- they're both oh, fit the profile that they would look for at their at their like more of like an outside linebacker and, and a three four. Yeah, yeah. I think Ojolari is more talented, honestly. Um, go there. I'll so I'd I, go there because I th- yeah. Okay, Ojolari it is, and the Super be, Bowl champions, Ryan. That'd be a home run for for the Ravens. For sure. Do it. Well, Ryan. they just signed. They just signed Antonio Brown today, so I can't imagine they go there. Uh, my guess is they probably just get some assurance at uh, offensive line. Um, gosh, should I just yeah, be a Tam- douche and pick another Oklahoma guy? Uh, <laughs> no, Tampa. Tampa. Um, Tampa's weird. Tampa's really weird because they they literally brought back everybody. So it's just and it's, like, it's just like not that they support. don't have holes, but it, maybe they go. Maybe they, quarterback D, maybe they go D line. I mean, they add yeah, another pass I'm thinking rusher. edge. Just, you know, outside, they have the two outside linebacker. Guys. Yeah, you know, I think I'm going to go with. Let's go outside name here. He's going to be a little further down. Let's go with a surprise first round pick, Peyton Turner. Uh, there he is out of Houston. Boom, and that's the first round, folks. And that's exactly how it'll go tomorrow night. So yeah, all right. uh, no need to tune in to the draft. You can do th- other things tomorrow night. Uh, just take a look no, at this. And- no, no, no. you got to <laughs> tune in to watch Climbing the Pocket personalities and guests. And we have a whole slew <laughs> of special guests lined up for all three days to talk the NFL draft from a Vikings perspective. Yeah, it's going to be a blast. So for everyone watching here tonight, uh, make sure you tune in all weekend long as as we have insight uh, from not only people from Climbing the Pocket, but also other Vikings media personalities. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's going to be a blast, and you will not want to miss out. Ryan, Miles, thank you so much for joining tonight. Doogie, if you're somehow still watching or coming back to listen, uh, really appreciate you hopping on again. And Dave, uh, I feel like we owe you the biggest thanks of all. This was supposed to be your night off before your, uh, your, your three, three night header, but, uh, Hey, we'll start back tomorrow. Alcohol and coffee makes the world go round and it will continue to do it for the next three days. Hey, three full days, climb the pocket. We go live 30 minutes prior. That means six thirty tomorrow night. We will be live and online on this YouTube channel. Subscribe, get notifications. We will be here. We will be talking with the fans. So we want you to join us and tell us what you think. You're going to be part of this show as well. And we intend to have a blast with that. 
Everybody, have a great evening. Stay safe. And we'll see you tomorrow night. Skull like eggs! Skull. Thank you for watching or listening. As always, if you like, subscribe, and ring the bell for notifications. And if you're listening to the podcast, please rate us on your favorite aggregator. Skull, everybody. Skull.